This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Marrying yourself. Why future Chicago will be soft. Bastard cat. <laughs> Where were the Cubs during historical events? And Rick's brush with Carrie Wood. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Welcome to another episode of Minutia Man with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. How are you doing today, Dave? Well, I got a little bit of a cold, I think. Oh. Uh, yeah. I have I, never I heard I, you say that. I've known you 32 I, years. I've heard you say that 7,545,643 times. Um, got a little scratchy throat. I'm a little nasally, although I guess I'm always a little nasally. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm a little more stuffed up. The kids have been battling, a, you know, a couple of colds and uh, – they handle it much better than their father, <laughs> but I'll, I'll be okay. I'll be able to muddle through this. I'll be like a ninja warrior. Okay. Well, podcast. another heroic performance on the way. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, this is, this you? is not a good weekend as far as going outside. I was outside all weekend because uh, we had a, uh, a, there was a big golf outing on Friday. Did I tell you about that? What, the, the golf outing? Yeah. I knew the golf outing because I got all the books. Yeah, but or, you, you know, didn't we, come. There was no, people were saying, "Where's the mime? Where's the mime?" Y- yeah, um, I know. I, I wasn't able to 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 have my mime debut, and I know that there were a lot of disappointed people there. And this was a charity outing for for families that have loved ones with cancer, right? Yeah, yeah. It's called the Beat uh, Bill and Tom or Beat Tom and Bill Foundation, right. and and these guys are they're like saints. I mean, they mm-hmm. really are. They they do this out of just the goodness of their heart. They they raise money for uh, families that are struggling with cancer. And last year, one of the families was my my nephew Caleb uh, mm-hmm. and my cousin Derek. That his uh, his son Caleb was two years old when he got cancer, and and you know it's just been gut wrenching for the family. And and I can't say enough about everything that these guys did for them. They raised lots of money. They they've raised over a million dollars now yeah. for people with that's, cancer. That's crazy. That's fantastic. And if anybody else is interested, you go to the BT or BT BTB T, Foundation. The BTB Foundation, right? Um, but what I was going to say is, I've gotten. I don't know, easily a dozen emails from families that have lost hope because the mime wasn't there. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Uh, See, we joke about the mime, but this uh, this golf outing is like the wildest, weirdest thing ever. Bridget, my wife, was there. Her job in this golf outing was to be a (laughs) T-Rex. Oh, was that Bridget? That was was the pictures? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) They put her in a T-Rex costume, and she had to, you know, uh, every time somebody came up to her hole that she was in charge of, um, she had to wrap a rubber band around their body so that they had to to drive the ball like with t-rex arms <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> that was one of the holes uh the weather looked great though wasn't oh, it oh it was cold it was cold <laughs> i mean you know there was a hole where you dressed up as elvis and you, yeah and you shot there was you know eddie carosa the polka king he was there um was there. the elf was the elphorn 
No horn blower no, there. No, no Alphorn this year. Uh, there was a hydraulic gun that you could shoot uh, instead of driving a ball, oh. and, and it shot at three hundred yards right down the middle. Unbelievable! Wow. It, it, it could take a head off. <laughs> uh, yeah, you really don't want to hurt anybody at the at the charity foundation <laughs> no. golf outing. Although that would be press. No, in fact, when they handed me the gun, they said, "Watch it. The trigger's a little, uh, a little." Uh, 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 what's the word? Uh, Trigger happy. It it, it, uh, it goes off easily. I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> Remember that one golf outing Rick went to and blew his head off? <laughs> right. Uh, well, it is a great, it is a great cause, and we were we're very thankful. We did the book. Eckhart's Press did the did one the the charity book. I, if I had a runny nose, right? That's that right. Uh, and it looked great, I understand. It, it looked fantastic. Okay. It's our first hardcover book, and that'll be uh, on our website soon. Uh, you should look for it. Um, anyway, we are here to deliver minutia, Dave, and so please do. Um, there's a thing. Have you heard of this thing called sologamy? Uh, it sounds dirty. Um, well, sologamy is the opposite. Well, I guess... You could be a sologamist and a monogamist. Basically, what sologamy is, is when you marry yourself. And this is becoming a thing that people... <laughs> it is not. Yeah, It is. Uh, this is a story that came out of Brooklyn, and I researched it, and there are quite a few people that do this. And there are now industries that are catering to people that want to marry themselves, or sologamists. Um, and they do the whole thing. They do the wedding. They do, you know, they take pictures of themselves, they send out invitations, they have a big gathering, and basically it's just to show that you love yourself. You don't need a mate, right? <laughs> but don't they know that the wedding is the worst part of marriage? Uh, well, maybe it's not when you get to make all the decisions, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I never thought of it uh, that way. So Erica Anderson uh, is, it was a, is a lady um, in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, she's 37 years old. And um, she got sick of people asking her when she was going to get married. Basically. You know, my sister is she's 52 uh, and she is she has been asked and she's never married. And right. She has a boyfriend, but she constantly gets asked, you know, when she's getting yeah. married. Right. And right. I know it just drives her crazy. She could be a sologamist. It's the sort of thing that guys don't hear. You know, if you were a 52 year old man that never got married, people aren't saying to you, hey, when are you getting married? They only say it to women. Right. Because, guys, you're a player. (laughs) That's right. I'm a bachelor. Yeah. Well, no one's been able to get to to you, huh? Way to go. (laughs) He must be gay. Right. And actually, all compliments come from other guys, married men, basically, to the unmarried guy. So, yeah, this is this thing called um, sologamy, and it's kind of sweeping the nation. It is mostly women. Uh, But I kind of thought, you know, if I wanted to marry myself – yeah, you know how, how would I propose to myself? Oh, right, you know, yeah. you know, you probably never thought of this. So I kind of something dramatic. Well, I think I'd have a candlelight dinner for one, right? <laughs> uh, and gaze, I'd have a, gaze into your eyes, <laughs> right? Uh, and I, you know, and I'd, I'd have the candlelight dinner on a TV tray, basically, <laughs> in front of watching TV in my living room. A pot belly sandwich. <laughs> no, I got Luminati's pizza. Okay, that's okay. That's. That's my love's favorite meal, and I'd, I'd make sure I had it for him. Um, I'd wear my sexiest sweatpants and hoodie. 
you know, what I propose to myself. Because it proves uh, that you'll you'll be comfortable with yourself forever. <laughs> right. There's no I, there's no putting on airs uh, around you. I would I would rent my betrothed's favorite movie Fargo. Okay. Right. Yeah. They just sit there. It would be great. Um, then I would take, you know, we would go register at the Horseshoe Casino, <laughs> I think would be a great way to register, right? I think I'd also got to include little deposit slips from my bank account and all the invitations that I send out, nice. right? Yes. Very good. Um, for the wedding, I was thinking, you know, maybe a spring wedding, but both me and my mate have pretty bad allergies. Yeah. So we really couldn't do a spring wedding. But uh, you also couldn't do a summer wedding. Yeah, right. Uh in winter, it's cold. Probably wouldn't in want fall, to do. Fall or hay fever. You know what? I just lope with myself, probably. Yeah, to Vegas. I'm guessing yeah. <laughs> Vegas. Right, right. In a strip joint. I'd get married in a strip joint. Uh, the reception would only be from like four to seven because I, me and my mate, like to get to bed early. <laughs> Mine would be in a brewery. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, no, I. You know, I. It's. I think. And again, I'm very happily married. Honey, would, would you like to try the Kolsch? Why, yes, I would. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you dance with yourself. Oh, this is my first dance. Oh, I don't like to dance. Neither do I. So you don't have a first dance. It's awesome. <laughs> or you could Billy Idol it. Yeah. Uh, what's the... Uh, dancing dance with myself. With, yeah, Yeah, that's right. Dancing with myself. And then and when it, then it comes to sex, well... <laughs> that's yeah. already happening <laughs> right exactly come on i had a lot of premarital of that you know so everything is fine okay you know? well hey congratulations uh, to you and your lovely bride <laughs> thank you thank you i appreciate it all right i have some minutia for you as well uh, let's okay. play some audio though this week's minutia with rick and dave all right this week's minutia is actually a very chicago-based uh story and and this dave um it is my theorem i'm positing this theorem that uh chicago in the future is going to be soft and not as tough as it once was would you like to know why yes i I do why because with the uh, upcoming closing of the brow house restaurant which is uh closing in september now i hear and also lachette's which is on irving park road i heard that is also going to be closing there there will be almost no German restaurants anymore. The German community that built Chicago. I mean, literally, Chicago was built by Germans. One out of every four people in Chicago at one time was of German heritage. They used to put up signs in German and in English uh, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, until the whole war thing uh, kind of made the German kind of yeah. damp, dampen your ratings a little bit. Yeah, right? a little bit, a <laughs> little bit. But my generation, I, you know, I'm born of off the boat crowds as, as I am. Yeah. yeah. Our generation, we're the last ones that were, are going to be raised by Germans. Well, you know, think about I never that. Thought of that. You're, you're right. So no one will be punctual ever again. Well, it's Is worse that, than that. I mean, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to have, you know, bruised, the kind of bruised inner soul that is necessary <laughs> to achieve. I mean, did, when you were a kid, did your parents ever do the hopa hopa raita thing for Oh, you? my God. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the horse thing. Yeah. It yeah, goes like this. Hopa hopa raita, wenn der fällt ein Schreiter, fällt er in die Graben. Graben, fällt er in die Yeah. Right. Wait. Basically, you know what this means? It means uh, hoppy, hoppy rider, 
when you fall, you scream, fall into a ditch, get your eyes poked out by crows. <laughs> can you can you imagine the guy who wrote it? Uh, hey Wolfgang, you got let, let's let's do a let's do a you know a children's rhyme, right? And do you, no one told him, you know, you might want to stay away from the crows. Well, the purpose of every children's story that was told in German to us when we were growing up, every single one of them, the purpose was listen to your parents, or very bad things will happen to you, <laughs> right? Or a crow will 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 eat your retinas. There was a book uh, called Shockheaded Peter. That had stories, you know, various different stories. But each of the stories were like, you know, horrifying stories. There was one, uh, I think it was the shockheaded Peter story itself, where he he didn't cut his fingernails when his, his mom told him to cut his fingernails, and they grew really long, and he poked his eyes out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, well, I wore a, and this is not quite as severe, but I wore a wool hat when I was a kid. Um until it was like 65 degrees outside my <laughs> my mom would not allow me she go, right, you know, you'll catch a chill and you'll die of a cold you know basically so yeah. i wore like i think i wore the hat in college even though my mom was 200 miles away i'm like you know what it's it's 57 degrees i gotta wear a wool hat when, um, I, when I was a kid, we used to go to my, my grandmother's house, and she had one children's book there, and it was called Mox and Moritz. And this was a story about these two naughty boys who, <laughs> li- who lived near a mill, okay, and were told never to go in the mill because it was dangerous. But you know what these naughty boys did, Dave? I bet they went into the mill. They went into the mill, and guess what happened to yeah. them? They died a horrible death. They were ground up into tiny little bits <laughs> and eaten by ducks. <laughs> Uh, okay, now go to bed. Good night, sweetie. <laughs> the end. <laughs> that's I mean, that's real. I'm not making that up. That is yeah. these are real German stories. And without the German uh, presence here in Chicago, I fear we're going to go soft. Yeah, right. we're going to get we're going to become sissies. All right. Well, anyway, uh, that's that's uh, what right. I wanted to no. say. Hey, Dave. People that like uh, Man with Rick and Dave, have we ever told them how to subscribe to this thing? I thought you were just going to say, do we know if anybody likes Medusha Men, I think is what you said. <laughs> well, you told um, me that we had some good reviews. I'm, I'm, we, have, yeah. we have 50 great reviews on uh, iTunes right now. Um, you know, there was here. You want me to read them? I, yeah, uh, read me on. a few. These guys have deep, smooth radio voices. I do not have a deep, smooth radio voice. <laughs> you do. That's nonsense. Yeah, that is nonsense. Um, Minutia Men with Rick and David, or Rick Kempfer and David Stern is kind of entertaining i'll take that pretty good yeah that's a win uh this is what my friends would sound like if they were funny oh all right you know um so what you do and it's very easy rick uh first of all we would love for you to go on itunes and rate us um and you can be have a nice rating that would be just like these uh you can go on stitcher and you can subscribe to the show you can go on google play and subscribe to the show Okay. You can go on tune in and subscribe to the show and uh, like I, it. You can rate it. Like, yeah. You can rate it. You can like it. You subscribe to it. And when you subscribe, it's like a newspaper. Remember those, Rick? They come to your doorstep. The The podcast comes to your doorstep on Thursdays. You just like. And in fact, I think you even get like a push notification, too, don't you? How, how easy says, is that? How easy is that? I'm like, yeah, exactly. Go on iTunes. It's a boom, bam, boom. Takes you like, I don't know. 45 seconds and and you won't have to miss an incredible story like the one dave is about to tell us right now uh 
You're not a cat guy, are you? You know what? I'm not. I'm not a yeah, cat right. guy. I'm, I'll, I'm deathly allergic to cats. As well as I am, too. Uh, how did we survive 52 years? You ever wonder that? <laughs> not 50, well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, seriously. Uh, what, what are the... Wait, are we 52 or 53? We're 53, almost 54. Uh, that's our... Wow. Um, but yeah, I'm not a cat guy. I mean, they're okay, but I'm so allergic to them, and they, they can tell cats can tell when you're alerted to them and they <laughs> jump right on top of you right well this story comes out of melbourne um and uh the headline will somebody please adopt this utter bastard of a cat that is the headline uh in the melbourne newspaper the cat's name is mr biggles now i gotta tell you whenever i see a pet that's named mr something yeah, yeah. it cracks me up yeah it's just so mr biggles uh, who's also known as Lord Bigglesworth. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. Uh, well, evidently, he's kind of a grumpy cat. Um, and Gina Brett, who is Mr. Biggles' owner, doesn't want Mr. Biggles anymore. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. So she wrote a ad in, actually, I don't know what it is, like Craigslist or whatever. And it's an, uh, Mr. Biggles is an utter bastard of a cat. If he doesn't like what you're doing, he will give you a nip. And when I say nip, it's not like a flask of right. booze. Right. Yes, I know but what you're saying. Sometimes he likes to swipe at your feet, too. It just depends on what he can reach at that time. Well, wow. If he can reach something else, that might be yeah. actually really bad. Especially with uh, claws. Uh, he throws a catty tantrum if he can't go outside when he wants to be let out. Do you let out cats? Aren't cats? Yeah, sure. There's a lot of outdoor cats. Um, uh, and not being fed on time, there's a tantrum. So... Mr. Biggles is a husband. Wow, where do I sign? This sounds fantastic. He will let you know when he's not happy, which is often because things are often just not up to his high standards. (laughs) Mr. Biggles likes his cuddles on his turf. Are they trying to sell this cat or what? Uh, You know, they they obviously do not have a master's degree in advertising like I do. No, no. And Mr. Biggles will sit in your lap when he decides it's time. If the stroking is not up to his standards, he will nip you. Uh, okay, this is a, a video that was posted on the listing. Again, I don't know if it's Craigslist or whatever. And as of uh, the show, yeah, no taker so far. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like the worst sales job ever. It'd be like and, if you were trying to trying to uh, buy sex uh, or, or get, uh, you know what? Isn't Craigslist famous for that? Where they have like uh, uh, sex ads? I, I don't know. I think they are. It'd be like putting something yeah. in there saying like balding, doughy, underemployed, <laughs> snoring couch potato, who's sick right. of masturbating, right. looking for a desperate but preferably breathing woman. No, unbelievably gorgeous woman who owns a liquor store. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess that would be more, more realistic. Okay, so, well, yeah, thank so you. Mr. Biggles, if you're in Australia and you want a cat, Mr. Biggles, right there for you. Okay, it's time for our Cubs segment. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. So, you know, Dave, one of the things that I've done at Just One Bad Century is I've gone back in time to look at the most historical events you know that have happened over the last 150 years and like anybody else in the world i did this to find out what the cubs were doing at that particular time absolutely very common very common very common a lot of people do that so for instance what i was gonna say how are you not a (laughs) sologamist 
I don't know, but I don't want Bridget to find out about this logamy thing. <laughs> Keep that on the, give me the, okay. Okay. On the down right. low, okay? Okay, will do. Continue. Continue with your Cubs minutia. So this week in 1958, Jerry Lee Lewis announced that he married his 13-year-old cousin, Myra. Right. right. That's fine. That's fine and dandy, but what did the Cubs do? Well, Dave, funny you should ask. With the Cubs, behind the pitching of Mo Drabowski and the hitting of Ernie Banks, beat the Phillies 7-4 to in Philly. Damn damn right you know this is also the week that uh, bonnie and clyde were gunned down by lawman in louisiana hmm. yeah whatever yeah but what the cubs do what did the cubs do exactly <laughs> well they lost in new york mel ott homered in the first and guy bush lost his first game of the year and the the giants beat the cubs five to two so well this is may, this is the end of may and the first time the guy lost all year yeah well guy that bush was he was good good start uh, you know, also, Dave, this is uh, the actually this is the 40th anniversary. Is that possible? The 40th anniversary of the movie Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. opened across so, the country on May 25th, 1977. You know, I just I just thought of this yesterday. Someone Facebook me that went to grammar school with me. Forty years ago, we gra- we graduated from grammar school. Yeah, exactly. That's right when Star Wars came wow. out. That's a long time. And of course, you probably want to know what the Cubs are doing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. sure. Behind the pitching of Ray Burris and the hitting of Bobby Mercer, the Cubs beat the Expo seven to three at Wrigley Field that day. Bobby Mercer, he had a good little stint with the Cubs. Not really. He? No, he wasn't very good. <laughs> uh, all right. I almost, got, I, I almost got him and Thurman Munson confused. Yeah, they were both on the Yankees for a long time, so that okay. that's natural. Um, the novel Dracula on this day in 1897 uh, was published by uh, Bram Stoker. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Cubs, uh, then known as the Colts, beat uh, the uh, – let's see. What, what's the name of the team that they beat? doesn't say here. They won 6-2 to over the Giants. Oh, there we go, at West Side Grounds. And here's the last one. This one's just for you, Dave, okay? Mm, yeah. Uh, on this date, 1937, the German government, led by Adolf Hitler, announced the establishment of a new automobile company, Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what did the uh, and uh, they they uh, they invented Volkswagen? But don't go near Wrigley Field because there's no parking. Is that what they said? <laughs> uh, well, maybe. But if they had gone near Wrigley Field, they could have seen Charlie Root and the Cubs beat the Reds 12 to three at Wrigley Field. So it kind of sounds like the last week in May, pretty good for the Cubs. Pretty good for the Cubs. Yeah, May May was always a good month for the Cubs. <laughs> it went badly after that, usually. Right. I can't wait till our show's in September, my friend. That's right. That is when, that'll, that'll be when the despair happens. Okay, it's time for our final segment. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Okay, this is a part of the show where Dave reaches his hand deep into the Costco jar and pulls out a name of a celebrity. All these celebrities that are in this jar were put there by me. Because I have met them through my radio career, and and there are stories associated with meeting them. Now, this is a guy that – all right, I'm going to describe him, and then you tell me who he is. Um, As a White Sox fan, hated him when he was playing. But since then, I have found out what a great guy he is, how charitable he is, how – 
how much he cares for the community and everybody who I meet that knows him. Oh, he's a great guy. Very humble. Blah, blah, blah. Who am I talking about? Sammy Sosa. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good it's got to be it's got to be Kerry Wood. Kerry Wood, right? Exactly. So, Kerry, I was at the Kerry Wood game on May sixth, nineteen ninety eight. Wasn't and that the day you got fired? I didn't get fired. It, here's what happened. All right, so I was working at uh, with John Landecker, and we had a full service morning show where we had you know guests on. We wrote bits. We did songs. We had a band. It was like a a you big time. Gas. Yeah, gas. We did. Actually, we gave away gas for a penny a gallon one day and like a big promotion. We really had a huge show and it was doing really well. Um, But then we had one bad rating book and the program director and the general manager pulled us into the office and they said, as of tomorrow, you will be playing 10 records an hour and you will have no more guests on. And that's it. And so we uh, knew that the, that our contract was going to be up soon. And so I took the fellow producers, uh, Vince Argento and Tom Sikowski. The three of us went to Wrigley Field to watch a Cubs game and just get hammered. That was the plan. Go Because yeah. <laughs> that was, you know, afternoon game. Right. Yeah. We right. got off the air at 10. The meeting was over at 11. And I'm like, all right, where can we go drink at 11 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> right, Wrigley right. Field. Uh, so we went to Wrigley, and um, we got a you know a little buzzed, and then somewhere in like the fourth or fifth inning, somebody turns to uh, turns to me and said, "How many strikeouts does Kerry Wood have?" I go, "I don't know. It seems like he's throwing a lot of strikeouts." <laughs> right. Well, yeah. this turned out to be the twenty strikeout game. Sure. And it was super exciting from that point on but that was a cold rainy day kind of like we've had here recently and there were very few fans in the stands right now i didn't meet carrie wood until two or three years ago and i I was at uh, wgn radio doing an interview with uh bob surratt marianne merciano and he was on right before me right so he comes out of the wgn studio and comes into the green room, and I'm there, and there is Kerry Wood. And he's, you know, he's 6'5". He's a big guy, mm-hmm. but he's not nearly as big as he once was. Anyway, um, I got went. got off the steroids. What's that? He got off the steroids. That's why he got Allegedly. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, so I went up, to, uh, went up to talk to him. I'm like, oh, my God, Kerry Wood. I said, you know, I was there. That day that you struck out 20 guys. He goes, yeah, everybody tells me that. <laughs> no, really, I was. I swear to God, I was. I said, I described it. There were not many fans there. It was cold. He goes, yeah, I was on TV. Everybody saw it. <laughs> like, no, I mean it. I was really there, I swear. Right. Here's a picture of me at the... De- no, they, people are Photoshopping this left and right. <laughs> he didn't believe me. He did yeah. not believe me. And then I got a picture taken with him. Because, you know, I wanted to at least prove that I had met Kerry Wood. And, you know, I, all these year, all those years that I worked in radio, I never had my picture taken with any of these celebrities because it was considered unprofessional. Right. But here I am. Well, we're, you know, we're doing a – we're both guests. You know, there's right, nothing, right, right. nothing wrong with having a picture taken with a celebrity. Um, and I was there with uh, John Landecker. And so I asked John to take the picture. And <laughs> John – uh, had never used like a real camera before like this, this, you know, my nice camera that I bring to all of our book signings. And so he took this picture of us from like four inches away. 
<laughs> and it's just our giant heads. It's like the worst picture ever. I mean, I didn't even post it on. I I I've have it somewhere, but it's it's just the most horrible picture ever. And and you've got a big nose to begin with too. I've got a big so, nose, and he's got a big head. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's a, like a big, and I'm fat now. I'm fat. You know, like I I have a fat face now. Next to him, uh, you know, he's skinny. He always was kind of like the cherubic, you know. Uh, Young Texas strapping man, you know, and and sure. and I was always the skinny uh, guy, and now I'm fat. At least I look my my face looks fat in this picture. And, and so you could you could probably kick Carrie Wood's ass, is what you're saying, right? I uh, know I'd probably throw up my rotator cuff. <laughs> uh, you know, I had a similar experience with guests passing through the night, or you know, passing between show shows. Um, I, I don't I was at WGN. I don't know if I was with I don't remember. I don't remember when I was there. It was in the evening and Steve McMichael and Dan Hampton were the net, were the previous guests. Oh really? And we pa- and we passed. And I said hello to him and I again, I don't remember why I was even there. Um but I remember going into the booth. Maybe you were there too. Well, you don't remember. No. And the one thing that I remember was Steve McMichael and Dan had, I mean, they were huge, two mountains of men, but they both limped so badly. Yeah. I mean, you could just tell that years of playing football has really taken its toll. I, uh, I met those guys many times over the years, back in the loop days when, uh, you know, the 85 Bears, and right. I was there at the loop just shortly thereafter. And, and you know, those those Bears, those 85 Bears are still huge. I mean, st- oh. they're still appearing on shows like yeah. the one you were on. Right. They're huge, and but they are also huge men. They're they're giants. Yeah. Dan Hampton, you, when you shake his hand, it's like you're sh- like you feel like a child, like a like a ten year old. I once shook hands with Dan Jiggets, and that I just like was enveloped in his. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I have a wimpy handshake to begin with. I'm kind of a limp handshaker. I think yeah. not a real limp one, but not quite. I'm not a I'm not a firm. Hey, how you doing, Dave Stern kind of guy? See, I am. Uh, I'm I'm a firm handshaker because I have baby soft hands. <laughs> so you're overcompensating. Exactly. I, I, yeah. I hope if I you know it's a real firm and no one will yeah. go. Oh, geez, what <laughs> so, what, you, what 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 moisturizer do you? Use? Right. Are you a Dove guy or are you? A- <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are men's men. <laughs> yep. We're minutia men's men. To find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out uh, Eckhart'sPress.com. That's our company. Also, ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. And we are on Twitter. Dave is our Twitter guy. Mm-hmm. So look we've us up. We've got like 200 or we've got like 2,400 followers. So at, follow us on Twitter. At MinutiaMen. Right? That's, right. that's where yes. they find us. Special right. thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with Opie Productions. We have been distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Men. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes. Stitcher Radio and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? <laughs> <laughs>